0: I'll say it over and over, college is one of the biggest scams, if used wrong. Yeah. If, if you're using college, you're taking out debt to purchase a degree, and it doesn't make you more income than what you would have gotten if you, if you didn't purchase the degree, then it's a huge scam. You yeah. just paid 50 grand for nothing.
1: Welcome to the Market Moment. My name is Matt Walters, and I'm here with the one and only Lee Mackey and the one and only... Eli Freeman. So before we begin today, I want to put out a quick disclosure. So we're going to be watching some videos and providing our um, feedback, commentary on kind of what we think. So it'll be fun. We've done this before in kind of different ways on TikTok. These are some YouTube videos. But before we jump into that, just want to put out a quick disclosure. So these fall under the realm of fair use. So we're commenting on these videos, adding our opinions and discussion, just strictly based on you know educational purposes. So again, this is fair use, and the links to these videos are linked in the show notes. So, lastly, as I always like to mention, if you like our videos, comment, like, subscribe, give us a thumbs up, share them. Um, we have a lot of fun doing these, and yeah. you know, trying to kind of grow the uh, grow the base and the listenership. So we'd appreciate you, appreciate the help if you find them um, entertaining or useful. Mm-hmm. So, um, and if you don't, uh, <laughs> still give us a like. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. So I guess we're going to jump into, I think we've got five or six videos that we're going to jump into. So this first one is on 401ks. So let's take a watch
2: and or a listen or both and we'll see what we think. These are the average 401k balances by age in the United States, and you can also see the corresponding contribution percentages. So someone in their 20s would have a 401k balance of $21,500 and their contribution rate is 11.3%. This includes the employer match. The contribution rate slowly rises through the decades, but if we just stick to the averages, most people by the time that they are in their 60s will not have enough money for a comfortable retirement. By the time you're 30, you should aim to have one times your salary saved by then. So that means if you make $60,000 thousand dollars a year at the age of 30 by then you should have a balance of sixty thousand dollars at age 35 that becomes 2x your salary so you should have $120,000 saved and so on now if your salary goes up a lot say at the age of 35 you start to make 100k per year then your balance also needs to reflect that so 200k in this case as your salary increases your savings goal should too comment below what you think and if you feel like you're on track or not okay so,
1: initial thoughts. I mean, i I think that's a pretty good video. Yeah, that's a
0: fairly educational, simple, easy to understand. Um, the easiest, the easier
1: we can make finance, the more it, accessible.
3: Yeah, and, that and that's what I was gonna say. You know, at that point, you're looking for something that's just basic.
1: Like where should where should I be? Am I on track? Am I behind? And yeah, and
3: we you know we tell young clients, you know, or or children of clients, just get started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just start doing something. As a general rule of thumb, perfect advice. Mm -hmm.
1: Um, Yeah, there's obviously you can get in the weeds of like, well, each situation is different and it depends on what, when you're trying to retire and what retirement. And all that's true. But for if you're just wanting the simplest kind of recommendations or advice on how do I get started, what should I be doing, where should I be, advice like that or somewhere kind of in that, you know, range, I think. And and what,
3: at age 30, or your one, salary, one
1: X, one X, your salary. Age thirty-five to
3: one and, X. and a half. I thought it was one and a half. Was it?
0: Because if you have if you have one times <laughs> your salary at age thirty, and it doubles every ten years, thirty, forty.
1: It'll double. Yeah. It'll triple. Triple.
0: Man, that math is. It'll hard. double three times. There you go. Yeah. So that. And with contributions, that would be m- a much larger balance than the averages that he Correct.
1: showed. The, yeah, the, the good rules of thumb are start as early as possible, even if it's $100 a month. I mean, just the practice and the routine of starting. Um, when you get pay increases, mm-hmm. you know, automatically, um, you know, try to Incre- c- increase your contributions because you're not used to getting that income. So don't let yourself adjust your lifestyle before you adjust Mm -hmm. your savings.
3: You Um, know, and and most 401k plans now have that automatic feature of mm -hmm. annually, I'm going to increase by 1%. You can fill in, but that way you don't see it. You don't have to think about going back in and doing anything. Literally once a year, your contribution level is going to ratchet up Mm -hmm. by at least 1%. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So yeah, good video.
3: I call it approved. Good Good job. Stamp of approval. All right. Okay, so
1: this one is, this one will be good. This is how to get rich quick. I'm all over it. Yep.
4: Son, you will marry the girl that I choose. What?
0: No, you have horrible taste in women. Look at mom. (laughs) What if it's Jeff Bezos' daughter? Oh, now I could do that. Mr. Jeff Bezos, let my son marry your daughter. I would never agree to that. But my son is the CEO of the World Bank. Ooh, then maybe we can make something work. Hello. Do yourselves a favor and make my son the CEO of World Bank.
1: <laughs>
0: no, really, no. But my son is Jeff Bezos' son-in-law. Oh, then when can he start?
1: <laughs> okay. Other than the fact that the guys wearing the Duke shirt, you know,
3: I won't hold that against them.
1: But uh, that was pretty funny. It's good. That's yeah. great. <laughs> he, uh, yeah.
3: Nothing. If that's, um, if that's your plan, good luck. Might want to go back to video number one and <laughs> start <laughs> contributing a little more to the 401k. Yeah, but, um, that's
1: definitely going for it. Uh, yeah. That, I don't know. That's I mean, funny.
3: somebody out there will probably hit the jackpot. That's great. But, you know. Yeah. Don't,
1: Nothing like a little prearranged marriage for the That's right. Know, the like legacy it. that you're trying to create. A-
3: exactly. Anybody uh, got Jeff Bezos's number?
1: The only part of that that actually is true is your
0: spouse matters. A lot. Yeah. For your finances. The funniest part, I think, was <laughs> it does. Like,
1: you have a terrible taste in women. Look at mom. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Uh, I forgot about that. It was <laughs> like, oh, like, hopefully my mom's not watching this video. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: So, not sure we approve that message, but um, yeah. there's some— Entertaining nonetheless. Throwing in some humor there. Yeah.
1: Yeah. All right. Um, no idea what this one is. It says 1995 numbers. All let right. right. Let's, let's take
3: a look. Yep.
5: In 1995, my dad was the manager of a flooring store. His yearly salary, he could afford a yearly vacation for my mom to stay home with my brother and I, two kids and two cars, and a three-bedroom, two-bathroom house with a whole unfinished basement. His salary was $40,000. Okay,
1: so there is... So she's obviously comparing 95 to what that looks like today mm-hmm. for somebody. Um, I mean, I think there's some truth to that in, in some ways. Obviously, there's a ton of details and things that we don't know. And, you know, um, but I think there's just a lot of factors that go into that. Like, yeah. like you know, where you live, your lifestyle, are you coming out of it with, you know, do you have student loans? Did they have student loans? You know, I mean. There's just a lot of factors that go into, like, how realistic is it to live off of one income today versus 95. But I think we can say that, like, especially with inflation where it's at, mortgage rates where they're at, home prices having gone up, it's probably a lot harder today than it was in 95. You know,
3: I think back, Eli, were you you born in 95? I'm sorry, I was just sitting there (laughs) thinking about, I'm about to compare, but when I was growing up. In the 60s? In this, in yes, in the 60s. <laughs> okay, I deserve that. Um, you know, what my parents made, my, my dad, you know, was a professor at a university, and my mom worked for the university. Very modest means, but we lived in a, you know, a four-bedroom yeah. ranch house and two cars, and kids had cars at times. And, and I think now, how did they do it, yeah. you know? And so I can kind of relate to the, the young lady there. Um, there's, there's no way they could do it now, or at least, a, you know, are we spending more? I mean, yes, inflation's there, but I mean, things are really, really different. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's good, bad, maybe a little bit of both. You know, we didn't spend frivol- frivolously. Um, there's so I don't that, know. There's I mean, all, it's very different. There's a lot different.
1: of things. There's, there are, we talked about this the other day. We got some pushback on this in the comments, but I think. The baseline expectations of what is necessary and needed today is different than it was in ninety five. Ninety five, no one had you didn't have cell phone payments, right. Right. I mean, most people are spending mm-hmm. two, three, four hundred dollars a month on their cell phone bill. You didn't have that ninety five. You didn't have a Netflix subscription. Well, as you today. say, in
3: three or four hundred dollars in various streaming service subscriptions and because I was rate. the
1: same. I mean, I grew up. We had there were four of us kids. You know, yeah. my mom stayed at home. She did. She she worked kind of part time teaching piano lessons from mm-hmm. the house, but it was basically my dad's income for a for a good part of our childhood. Um, you know, and we were able to scrape by and and make and make it work. Um, but I also know I have you know there are single income people that I know today, friends that I have that are that are making it work mm-hmm. too. It looks different, but I think some of it is. There was a simplicity to life yes. back then that yes. doesn't exist today.
0: Correct. Yeah, there's a there's an adjustment for need mm-hmm. that's yeah. taken place, and that's due in part to really good marketing. I mean, all of the firms that push products and push services that have worked really well to get us to pay monthly makes it really hard to sure. to have margin, um, especially on a single income. Yeah. So I yeah.
1: think I think we can wrap up by saying that video. There's absolutely some truth to it, sure. and there's you know we kind of feel for that. You know the the people that are having to make those tough choices and in, are in that situation yeah. but there's also a reality that there are a lot of expenses that we consider necessities today that didn't exist in the mid-90s 100 percent. so yeah all right What's um next? are student loans a good idea
6: oh big money mistake of your 20s number one taking out student loans. You see, our teachers, parents, and guidance counselors thought they were giving us good advice when they said that taking out student loans would be worth it, and we believe them. And here we are, more than 45 million Americans have student loan debt keeping them from moving forward with their lives and doing big things like buying a home, starting a family, switching jobs, moving across the country, or joining a pickleball league. And that's because the average student graduates with $38,000 in student loan debt, making the average monthly payment close to 400 bucks. And there's just not that much margin for having kids or smacking pickles when you've got that kind of debt (laughs) hanging over your head. And I know what you're thinking. But, George, that debt won't be around long. College will land me a good job eventually, and I'll make so much money, it'll be paid off in no time. Well, I hate to break it to you, but that thirty-eight grand probably won't go anywhere fast because a lot of 20-somethings are regretfully engaged in mistake number two, just making the minimum payments on debt.
1: Eli, initial thoughts. Is
0: that, so that's George. I, I really like George. He's a part of the Ramsey Solutions team. Yeah. But he... He has a little bit more of the kind of new style the of, hip. Ram- of he's, Ramsey's he's younger. solution. He's even yeah. yeah. hip, yeah. I mean, that's it's perfectly fair. It, I'll say it over and over. College is one of the biggest scams if used wrong. Yeah. If If you're using college, you're taking out debt to purchase a degree, and it doesn't make you more income than what you would have gotten if you if you didn't purchase the degree, then it's a huge scam. You yeah. just paid fifty grand for nothing. Yeah, um, and if you're taking out student
1: loans for that, it's a massive scam. You have to look at you have to look at higher education as an investment, mm-hmm. right? And so, some people don't want to hear it. Some people don't accept it, but it's the reality of if your goal is to become, you know, um, a social worker or a teacher or all amazing jobs, and we need really good, highly qualified people in those positions. But you also know, like, I'm not you know, you just know it's a matter of fact that like your income is not exponential. Like it's not limitless, right? The harder
3: you work, it's not the money you make. Exactly. And so
1: you have to, you do have to look at it of like, okay, if I know I'm going to come out and make $50,000 a year and that's going to be pretty constant minus some modest cost of living adjustments moving forward. What kind of investment am I, can I afford to make to go get that job? And it probably needs to come in the form of, you know, the the lowest cost, quickest possible route to get there. And it is different for someone, I think, that, you know, is going to be a orthopedic surgeon. You know, not that you don't want to still limit maybe the student loans that you have to take out, but you're making an investment and in saying, okay, I, m- I might come out of school making three or $400,000 a year. And so I just think you have to know it's an investment Um and like any investment, you want a return on that investment. And so. There yeah. there are a few cases where more prestigious schools actually give you that
0: return on investment too. Mm-hmm. Uh, community colleges, state colleges are significantly cheaper than private schools. And for 85% of the degrees, you're getting the same jobs
1: yeah. from graduating from a state school versus a private school. I mean, school. I've always, like, why? It was so, far, you know, I, I was blessed to go play. Ball at Harding and a great school. and But, you know, if I hadn't been able to do that and get a scholarship for that, like my parents weren't in a position to help me. So I absolutely would have been in the, you know, community college for the first two or three years if, not, you know, trying to get all my prereqs until I figured it out. And I think for a lot of people that is the path that makes the most sense is while you're trying to figure out and you're just getting getting the courses, uh, you know, checking the boxes that you have to check, go, go do it in the most – Affordable way possible, whether it's online or at, you know in WAC, and then if you want to graduate from a certain place, you know then you can make that decision later in that in those years. So
3: any, no, I mean you know anything like that, it's a broad, you know, comment. I mean it's a very generalized comment. I think there are exceptions. Um, well, not yeah, to, not to put on, but you're, I mean, you're kind of
1: an exception, right? I mean, you were someone who, yeah. I mean, that good, I've been called worse. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, you're someone who you, you had big aspirations and you're like, you know, I'm going to go to law school. So you went and graduated from SMU law school. I would not say that was a bad investment on your part, Co- right? Correct.
3: It, you know, there were cheaper options. Sure. Um, but yeah, so I think that, <laughs> As a general rule, what he said is 100% accurate, Mm -hmm. and Eli, I know you agree with that. Um, You know, it's tough, you know, and you're having to make that decision kind of in the moment. I think we've all graduated, and we can kind of, and we're in this industry, and we can kind of look back and make a somewhat objective business-like decision. Um, So, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. I mean, student loan debt, obviously, is kind of the big, you know, 800-pound gorilla out there right now, and... um, there has to be changes, you know. It, back- it 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 does. You know, and I think at some point that system may melt down. Um I don't know when that occurs, but um it's you know, it's kind of a house of cards right now. And you know, the the government continues to forgive a trillion here and a trillion there. Um so we'll see. We'll 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 see what happens, but um yeah, as a general rule, I like your comment. It, it is an investment and you need to be smart about that investment and if the return on that is not there, There's plenty of other opportunities that exist, you know, in a much more affordable way.
1: Well, the status quo, you know, like 30 years ago, college was way more affordable, right? So go to University of Arkansas, it was much more affordable to do so. And so it was more of the expectation, right, that you just go to the state university or go, you know, have a good time, get a good education, and it doesn't cost you a fortune. Well, that has remained somewhat, and I'm generalizing here, but that's kind of remained somewhat of the expectation, while the cost of it has went up, you know, Mm -hmm. 20, 30, 40 fold. So it's like maybe we, it's time to, if the cost isn't going to change, we have to, we have to change the expectation of, you know, what everyone. You know, and I think
3: that's it. Uh, You know, I think there's a lot of debt problems, but I think a lot of it resides at the universities, you know, over the last 10 years when inflation was averaging two, three, you know, the average college tuition was going up five to 10 Mm -hmm. and that, that was not sustainable. I mean, it's just not. Yeah. All right. Um,
1: Next. So what 20 year old can afford to do this?
4: Here are three ways that you can invest aggressively in your 20s while still maintaining part of your lifestyle. The first thing that you're gonna to wanna to do is you're gonna to wanna to get to $50,000 saved in your savings account. This is so important. I don't want you to have consumer debt or credit card debt. I want you to have a clean $50,000 that you can look at every single day in your checking account. The next 50,000 that you're gonna get saved up is gonna actually go into the market. So this is the money that's gonna be invested into very conservative stocks, S&P 500, index funds, but this is gonna be money that you're having growing in the market outside of your savings account that can earn you an actual return. And the third bucket is going to be acquiring assets. Now, I prefer that you start focusing on acquiring short-term rentals because if you're in a W-2 job or if you're self-employed and you're trying to build wealth, you're going to need to avoid your taxes. And that means that you're gonna to need to have at least 50,000 to $100,000 in a down payment in order to acquire assets. This is called the SMA strategy and three ways in which you can invest your money strategically.
3: All right. Lee thoughts. In your twenties? Yeah. Um I mean there's nothing wrong with what he said. No, not at all. Um he's hitting a target a target audience that is not gonna be most people in their twenties. And I would yeah, I would agree. Um, you know, fifty thousand is a lot in a savings account. Um I, I would probably disagree with him on that unless the twenty year old or the twenty something is making, you know. I mean, if your
1: monthly expenses are $10,000 $10, a month, sure. then, yeah, yes. that probably needs to be your emergency fund. Yeah.
0: He, he may be trying to take into account an emergency fund for step three, where you have an
1: emergency fund for your Airbnbs yeah. on top yeah. of Yeah. I mean, most you know, people, we t- I think we, you know, I know I say like three, three to, to six months, depending yeah. on kind of what you do for a living, job security. Yeah. So especially as you're getting started, you know, Dave Ramsey says, before you start tackling debt, just set aside $1,000 mm-hmm. and then start paying down debt. Fifty thousand seems a little excessive, you know. That early, obviously, like you said, uh, depending on the situation and income and expenses, you know.
3: And and I mean, that's that is a lot of liquidity to have in your twenties. I mean, we're we're looking there at least one hundred and fifty to two hundred thousand of just, Mm -hmm. you know.
1: Well, and another thing, unless you're a real estate professional or someone who is like really in that and wants to build a career in that, you know, I would say. You know, having your emergency fund and then $50,000 invested, not everyone needs to then jump to buying real estate Correct. assets, right? Because there's yeah. there's a lot of, you know, commitment, time, risk, just like there is with the 50000 you might have invested. Um, but not everyone is built or wired or wants to be a landlord. And so to say that just as kind of broad yeah. advice for everybody,
3: yeah. you know, that's where I'd push back on and, that. And I, and I would probably say that that's pretty good advice for the 30 to 40-something yeah. crowd a little bit more, but... I mean, oh, like you said, wasn't bad advice, Mm-mm. but maybe a little premature for the Gener- Generally man. good advice. Yeah.
1: yeah. I mean, yeah.
3: nothing wrong with it. So, okay. Right. Um, last
1: video, doom and gloom. Do you agree with this guy?
4: A million dollars, 1993, today is now... Inflation in five years will probably devalue half of everyone's money listening to this in their 401ks, IRAs, and their soft saving accounts. Um, Like right now, the world is a wreck and their only solution to the devaluation is they're gonna have to work harder. Over the last 20 years, 2002 to 2022, salaries have increased 27%, but the cost of a home has gone up 148%. In other words, like our cost of living and lifestyles is not keeping up. Average person drives a $60,000 a year car that has a $50,000 a year salary with over $100,000 a student debt, 60% of America living check to check. We have a problem and being busy is not the solution and getting another job is not solution. You have to graduate and develop more of the Gen Z millennial mind that says, there's gotta be a smarter way. It can't be the immigrant way of just work harder because there is something to say for hard work but if it's not smart enough hard work, then it's stupid work. It's dumb work. And there-
1: he's pretty passionate about yeah his opinion.
0: Yeah, I've <laughs> also watched a video of him saying four hundred one k's are a scam. Cash it out. Pay the penalties, and that's the cost to buy real estate.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think, Matt, you want to take this one? Well, I don't. I mean, I'd start. I don't know if we'd hang out on the weekend. No? Like me and him. But um, let's you know, let I mean the. This this gets into it's easy to get in front of a camera and say say things that are that are, you know, scary or that might hit home with certain people and you know, um make it a very watchable video. It doesn't mean it's accurate, you're right, and it's applicable for most people.
3: You know, and and I think his facts are probably fairly accurate. Um I mean I
1: don't think two million dollars is gonna be you know, spending power half. is gonna be cut in half in five years. Right. Yeah.
3: Um i mean if, and if it is then you know we've we've all got bigger issues, yeah and. yeah, you know there's there's always the doom and gloomers, there's always the the skies falling crowd, and you know and and if you if you say it enough, eventually you'll you'll catch luck and it'll be right, but I didn't take him as much as doom and gloom as much as he just had an opinion on you know the the working smarter work mm-hmm. versus yeah. working more. I mean, I think there is some truth to oh, that. Yeah. Um, I mean, technology is forcing us to do that. So from that respect, sure, I think that we, we all, you know, I don't think it matters what career you're in, you, you're you're being forced to work smarter, mm-hmm. not just longer hours and harder. So, um, but the, the gloom and doom of, you know, the world's a wreck. I mean, there's aspects of the world that are kind of a, in a mess, but, you know, I'm not burying my money in a backyard and cashing out 401ks mm-hmm. but.
0: the part that he said that i fully agree with is increasing your human capital getting better at a job getting smarter to increase your income sure yeah. if, if that's that if that was the whole video by all means stamp of approval correct approvals on that but it, he made a comment of a million dollars to two million dollars a 401k is not going to catch up well over that 20-year period if you had invested it, it wouldn't be two million dollars. Correct. It, it would be significantly higher than that. The reason people use 401ks, IRAs, is because they beat inflation. Yeah. Because your real returns are higher than inflation. Yeah. So to say something like your 401k is not going to keep up with inflation, well, that would be true if your
1: 401k is set in cash.
0: Right. Uh, right. The whole reason we have them is because they do beat inflation. Yeah. That's why we use them.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I. Yeah. I agree. And I do think I. I think people should. You know, there's There are choices you have to make in life. Do you want to go do what's necessary and be smarter about how can I increase my income and do so that you have more savings and more spending power? and more, Or do you not, right? And if you don't, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. But we need to stop making the comparisons for those people on saying, hey, they can't go do these things because, yeah, times are different. And, um, you know, you, you do need to go look at how you can make more money and things are more expensive. And so trying to it's anytime you try to throw everyone into the same bucket you know it's just not fair right and and, And that's what that's what's hard about like watching these videos and commenting on them is a lot of these people are kind of making these broad statements and applying it to everybody Mm -hmm. and that's just not how the world works
3: and and they kind of have to Mm -hmm. i mean they're attracting viewers yeah um so yeah it's not a one-size-fits-all that was a a great point i mean i think after the
1: the you know watching these videos um i think one thing i take away is that everybody's situation is just so different mm-hmm. and that's why it's it's good to have your accountability partners, whether it's your spouse, whether it's a financial advisor that you go and work with or whoever it is, someone that's holding you accountable, helping you think about the big picture, where you're at, wh- where you're trying to go, how you need to go about getting there, because it, it truly is different for everybody. There are some general rule of thumbs that are rules of thumb that are good kind of practice, mm-hmm. but to just you know, for everyone to fall into the same bucket and do the exact same things the same way, I think is is simplifying things a little too much. Mm-hmm.
3: And I, and I think in in our world, the clients that we see, you know, I, I kind of, I'll tell people that you could line up, you know, ten people all 40 years old, all making the same amount of money, but they're still different. Yeah. You know, and and their investments and their planning. Should reflect that it it isn't a one size fits all. This worked for Tom, so it's going to work for Susan. And how many people
1: do we see? You know, a lot of times, you in these videos or this this kind of commentary, you see, you know, like you need this many millions of dollars to, you know, live. And like, how many people do we see that come in that have far less than that, and we're able to help them retire comfortably and do everything everything they want to do? And Oftentimes, still leave money to the next generation, and so, so and and they're just as happy as the people who have millions,
3: if not more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: for sure. Yeah. So, um, don't let those kinds of things scare you. Thinking of like, oh, we've got to get to this, you know, crazy number this person said, just to have a comfortable mm-hmm. lifestyle and make an impact, because you probably don't. Yeah, depending on what your goals are. And you
3: know, I guess if you comment or want to make a comment on our our YouTube channel, you know, if you found a TikTok video or another video you like that you want us to comment on, attach it, to, attach, ta- yeah. attach it to a comment. We'll take a look at it. And we'll, we'll give you our feedback. We'll give you our feedback. So for whatever it's worth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Exactly. So today
1: we're going to, because we didn't have any good comments. I say good comment. We didn't have any comments from last video. Um, we've had a lot of good comments, um, over the last few weeks, but none from last week. So, we're going to end with a joke. And I'm actually going to put Eli on the spot. He said a good joke. Oh, I said good joke. It was not a good joke. But he, oh, he said gosh. a joke before we got on here. And it's better than the one Zoe put in front of me that I don't want to read.
0: Well, the, gosh, Matt. This comes from youth group last week. so uh,
1: he's, he's going to blame teenagers. Yeah. Blame, blame, it, on, blame it on ninth graders. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Let's hear it. Uh,
0: last week was Valentine's week. And... So in honor of Valentine's Week, what is what is Cupid's favorite band?
1: I can't comment. i already I, heard. I, I don't know. Kiss. <laughs> that
3: was awful. I feel I I don't. I wish I wasn't laughing. <laughs> It was kind of fun. I mean, it was like that five-second pause yeah. of like, uh, you know. I didn't, good. I didn't okay. Thanks. either, actually. Thanks. Yeah, very that's, timely. Yeah, that's yeah. good 14-year-old humor.
1: <laughs> good ninth-grade humor. There you <laughs> go. Well, we appreciate you guys watching and listening. Give us a like, subscribe. We'll see you guys next week.
5: The hosts of this show are employees of Mach 1 Financial Group. This podcast is for informational purposes only, and nothing said in the show should be taken as investment advice. Mach One Financial Group LLC is an SEC registered investment advisor located in Rogers, Arkansas. Mach One may only transact business in those states in which it maintains a notice filing or qualifies for an exemption or exclusion from registration requirements. SEC registration does not constitute an endorsement of the firm by the commission, nor does it indicate that the advisor has attained a particular level of skill or ability. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. All investment strategies have the potential for profit or loss. The information presented is the sole opinion of the speaker and is not meant to be investment advice. Mach 1 does not provide tax or legal advice. You should speak to your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. For full disclosures, click on the link in the episode description below.